I'm Shannon. And I'm Rami. And this is Workplace Hugs, where we talk about interesting things we've read or learned or experienced to help us all expand our life toolkit with a whole bunch of empathy without a whole new degree. And I guess I should also add a stipulation of or taught. Yeah. And led through a workshop. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Well, Shannon. Tell us more about what I'm babbling on about. Yeah. So I do uh, workshops for organizations sometimes on a couple of different topics. And one of them is like how to own and drive your career. And a part of that work, we establish vision. And one of the participants emailed me afterwards and she was like, how do I overcome just like a total vision block or a goals block, maybe said differently about my career? So this was a little expert that ex- excerpt that she emailed me. She said, I stare down at the vision sheets and my mind just goes totally blank. I feel like I'm in a place right now where I know more clearly what I don't want to do than what I do want. And it's seemingly harder than expected to translate that into what I do want to do. So I am just going to share with you guys, like, what are some of the tips that I sent to her in hopes that it supports you? Can you just clearly, quickly uh, just explain career vision slash goals like what are we what are we trying to get to here yeah we're trying to get to clarity on what you want for your next career move if i if i put it that way or like what you want to accomplish in the next i would say short term in particular like think a year have you and maybe to just illustrate this before we dig in rami have you ever been in a place where you're like shit i don't know what i want to do next in my career shannon you know when i was uh about 12, I wanted to be a doctor. Yeah. And until I knew I didn't want to be a doctor, which was probably when I was like 20, 21. Yeah. Ever since then, I would say I have no idea what I want to do in my career. Yeah. So for a long time now, I've been in this exact (laughs) same position. And some people like my husband just wing it. For a lot of type A people, it's deeply, and and Rami apparently just wing it. For a lot of type A people, it's deeply uncomfortable to not have some sense, even if it's vague, of where you'd like to be moving to next. Even if it's not a title, but more of like a how you want to get to be showing up and work. Okay, anyways, I digress. I think of mine though, Shannon, as like an impressionist painting. In that, like, I know some of what I want there. Yes. But I don't I don't need the whole thing to be super clear. Like, I can even get, like, close to the painting and be okay that I've got some blues and I got some greens and a little bit of yellow. And I'm good with that. Yes. And I would say I live my life similarly. And I even run these workshops differently now to accommodate and make sure, like, it's like, actually, I don't want people to get too hooked into a title because titles are bullshit like that's like that's not going to give you a sense of deep satisfaction and fulfillment like it might for a minute but it won't be sustaining i'll put it that way okay so so let's get into it a little bit here is my first tip for for somebody who's in this place i want to give you permission to write down everything that you don't want this might sound crazy but seriously give yourself permission to just write down the don't wants but i want you to leave, leave space in a column next to it. So I want you to first write in one column. I don't want to be, for example, it might be, I don't want to be the one pulling reporting anymore. I don't want to be the one working with data about employee compensation anymore. I don't want to be in front of a screen 36 hours a week anymore. 
permission to just like be a negative little pissy poo and have a pity party and write them all down. Right. I'm not saying that that's what this person was doing, but just in general. Mm-hmm. Then I want you to take that second column and write down an I'd rather be list. So I love this, Shannon. I love this. Good. We're like pivoting on all of our negatives into into what they actually mean, because I think it's so easy to say, like, I don't want these things. Yes. And it's because I want the opposite or I want something different than that. So I really like this as a way to get to what you want, which is by figuring out what you don't want and why that is. Yes. So, for example, the first example I gave was I don't want to be the one pulling reporting anymore. The I'd rather be column might be I'd rather be teaching other people how to analyze data. The I don't want to be the one working with data about compensation might be I want to be the one working with data around our corporate social responsibility efforts, right? So it might be like, I just need a topic change here. I don't want to be in front of a screen 36 hours a day. I'd rather be spending more time presenting my findings in rooms full of people, you know, like maybe you get energy from speaking and whatnot. So that's my first strategy. Here is my second strategy. Sometimes we can be overwhelmed by all the possibilities. And so what I like to do for my clients or for people in these workshops is to give them a menu that they can choose from instead. So, for example, you might honestly, you can go out and Google this. But if you want this resource, I'm happy to send it to you. Email us at workplacehugs at gmail.com and I'll send it to you. But uh, you can also Google just like list of skills, you know, and Mm -hmm. get a skills list that pops up. And then begin to choose from these skills. Specifically, I want you to focus on figuring out two things. What skills are you good at from this list? And what skills actually give you energy from this list? Because they're not always the same things, right? Like I can be really good at, actually, this is a bad example. I can be really good at analyzing data and it also gives me energy. But for somebody else, that might not be true. They can be really good at analyzing data and it doesn't give them energy, mm-hmm. freaking energy whatsoever. So let yourself choose from a menu to begin to start getting some vision of like what kind of skills you'd like to be focusing on right now at this point in your career. Yeah. My third tip is to spend like a week or so just noticing what you're curious about. So... For example, just every day for a week, notice what questions you're asking yourself, such as how do people get really great at blank? Like maybe you're sitting in a meeting and you're watching somebody present and you're like, damn, how do they get so great at creating amazing PowerPoint decks? Or damn, how do they get so great at public speaking? Or how do they get so great at like this kind of deep level analytics? Notice that because what you're curious about is a sign of probably what you'd like to be moving towards. Maybe not always if you're somebody like Rami and just impeccably curious about all the things. (laughs) I was thinking like how you're just like innately curious. But, but, you know, maybe too. And then ask yourself a follow-up question of like, how might I or my team or our company become really great at this thing that I'm curious about? Mm -hmm. So go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, you finish. No, 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 you go. No, I have a segue that has nothing to do with this. So you finish your thing. Okay, okay. So for the curiosity exercise... You might not be ready to commit, right? But but perhaps the vision is simply allowing yourself to dig deeper into one or three things that you're consistently curious about. So for example, towards the end of my career at Target, I noticed that I kept asking myself the question, how do people get really great at coaching? How do people get really great at helping their teams navigate change? And that was the little like 
as one of my coach friends says, the little sparkly breadcrumb trail that eventually two, three years down the road, as I let myself follow that curiosity, got me to the vision of saying, like, I want to be a coach. What were you going to say? That. Uh, I was just going to say we talk about Ted Lasso a lot, but we do. I want to talk about Ted Lasso because his thing was be curious, not judgmental. And you know what I realized, Shannon, is all the way to the end, he still managed that because and this is spoilers, but. You're going to get spoiled if you haven't watched the end of Ted Lasso yet. <laughs> like that video that they find of Nate ripping up the Believe poster. Mm. Like he could get super judgmental there, right? Yeah. But he got curious and he kept watching the video and watched that Nate sat under that freaking desk for like five hours. And in doing that, it helped him have more empathy and sympathy for him rather than like exactly what the team did, which was watch it, get super angry, and then try to motivate themselves with that piece. So stay curious is is my only thing i love that i love that uh okay the strategy number four is to look at your company or organization's vision or mission again or maybe if they have like a strategic priorities document or a five-year plan and just it's almost like a different version of the menu exercise but look at the things that your company gives a shit about right now or says they give a shit about and notice which ones light you up and what about them lights you up And if there's any themes from what lights you up. So, for example, you might notice, oh, I'm really lit up by the people column of our strategic priorities right now. Maybe my vision needs to be more focused on, like, how I'm going to engage people in this company. Or maybe it was all the ones centered around, like, technology and data that lit you up. Really thinking about how you might contribute to those priorities um, and let that be a part of your vision, right? I think the big thing here is like when you ask people to do more work on a specific piece, 99% of the time people are going to be like, oh, you're super pumped about that. Like, go for it. Like, how do I how do I remove roadblocks to allow you to spend time on this thing that's going to make us better as an organization, as a team, as a company, whatever it is. And so when you find those things that give you energy and pump you up, like, how do you ask to be more involved in those things and i will say 99 percent of the time people will want to have you doing that as long as you are uh succeeding at your current role if you're not succeeding at your current role probably figure that out first but if you are great and i'm sure they'll let you take on more work no one is really opposed to having people take on more work yes i love that um, and then the last exercise, I just pulled out my Cocooners workbook so I could <laughs> talk to it a little bit more. So there's an exercise that I'm also totally happy to send you if, just, if you just email workplacehugs at gmail.com. Uh, but I call it the calling cards exercise. It's arguably similar to the skills list, but it has different verbiage that honestly, every private client I've ever had, that's a bold statement, but I think I'm going to say that every client I've ever had has been like, holy shit, this exercise really helped me get clear on kind of more of like the ways of being that they want to bring into the workplace. So what I mean by that is that this is, gosh, it's probably a list of over 40 things, but it's like, uh, am I building things? Am I discovering resources? Am I awakening spirit? Am I composing themes? You know, it's very concise phrases and I have clients play like play war almost with this Mm -hmm. as as if it's a deck of cards to begin to figure out like what are the final I would say three to five that are left at the top even five sounds like a lot 
that you can begin incorporating into your vision because your vision doesn't have to be like, for example, my vision right now could be like, I want to have a coaching company and have like six coaches under me or something like that. That's not saying shit about what I'm doing every day, you know? Mm -hmm. And what I love about calling cards is calling cards helps us find language for like the types of things that we enjoy doing every day. Like I really enjoy awakening spirit or I really enjoy exploring the way as an example. So happy to email that exercise to you again. If you just email us at workplacehugs at gmail.com and say, I want the calling cards exercise. I'll send it to you. I like all this, Shannon, because it's not like, okay, here's what my next role is. It's like, here's the things that I would like in my next role. Here are the things that I want to be doing. Here are the ways that uh, I'm getting energy and finding it. So to me, it, it very much feels like that impressionist painting of I could get there a hundred different ways in a hundred different roles in a hundred different companies. Um, but finding the right fit for me based on those things is really the, the goal here. And I even remember I, bef- once I realized I didn't want to be a doctor, I worked with a, a, a career coach and um, his whole thing was like, these are the things that like motivate you. Like you want to be with people. You want to be interacting with people. Like you need that to be part of your job you like doing data analytics. So like, make sure you have that or like process management or something like as a part of your job. He's like, so I can't really tell you what to go do. Like, but I can tell you, like, you probably want to be in a bigger company. You probably want to be in like a role that allows you to work with more numbers and data, but that could be anywhere. And that could be doing anything. Like it comes down to like, it's cogs for you. As long as you get these various pieces of it. And I feel like, that's what this whole episode was about. So I really, I really like that and can validate that that works for all of us non-type A's who are okay with a little impressions painting. Yeah. And the metaphor that I've shared with clients before when they get too stressed out about like needing to know exactly how it's going to come to life is to think about it like a kaleidoscope, you know, like the things that you used to play with when you're a kid. And like we've got different pe- shapes and different colors, right? But then it's kind of cool because you can turn the kaleidoscope And it can look like a totally different picture, but those core elements are still there. And so how do we find the core elements for you that are going to keep you in a meaningful, fulfilled place and just recognize when it's time to like do a twist or do a turn here or there to create a new picture? I do not envy those type A people that are feeling that way. Yeah. But I empathize with you uh, because you're my wife. Type of people <laughs> who need to know exactly what is going on and what all of those shapes and where yeah, they should all be. Yeah. All right. We would love for you to connect with us. Uh, actually, no, I'm going to kick that for this episode. I mean, connect with us on LinkedIn or Instagram if you feel like it. But honestly, I would say send us an email. Let us know if you need some of these resources. We're at, again, the email is workplacehugs at gmail.com. And we're happy to send them your way, like free of charge. Happy to do that. With that, I've been Shannon. I've been Rami, and this has been Workplace Hugs. <laughs>